Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Well, good Tuesday morning. Happy to be with you here. Uh, John is out on vacation this week. I am very, very caffeinated today. Started, you too? Yeah. I, I am riding the coffee wave <laughs> right now. I normally do um, a French press, which I know is snooty, but it's to me the best way to make coffee. I normally do a full one at about 4.15, 4.30 in the morning. And that's probably, um, I don't know how many ounces it holds. And I make it really, really strong. It's probably four cups in it. I never get through a whole one. I usually do a couple. I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm, I'm buzzing enough. But today we did the whole thing. I almost made a second one this morning. That would have been a bad decision, but I'm on my second it. of the big tumbler cup. Do you make morning. your own at yeah. home or do you stop and get it? I have at home, yeah. Okay. I'm not opposed to that. But I you, just. You got to have energy. At least this is my philosophy when you're running around with 15 year olds lifting weights for two and a half hours in the morning. Yeah, you can't, I, I feel like I have to have some sort of energy to be able to match their intensity. So, For those who don't know, Colin coaches football, Coach football. in the morning. In the offseason. Well, they do weights in the morning, right? weights, yep. How early football do they start? I get up at 5.30 uh, to get there and get ready, and then we officially go at 6.40. Okay. No later. Till? Um, 6.40. They, so... Freshmen get done at about 7.15, 7.10, and then okay. uh, the rest of the, the crew gets done at about 8.15. Okay. Yeah. So that's – yeah, you're doing more physical stuff. I need the mental attention that comes from the caffeine. Mm-hmm. In the, and I tried to get away from it. I Every doctor I've ever seen has said, you should probably drink less caffeine in the morning. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Probably never going to happen, but I have come to embrace it. I think a lot of the other coaches and a lot of the other, I I'll be honest. I'm the youngest person at all of my jobs. I am just the baby. Really? For, yeah. I, okay. Everyone that I work with is older than me. Okay. And what I've heard from everybody from the station, from being at the school there, I've been told there will come a day when you will start drinking coffee. I was never a coffee guy growing up. It was always mm-hmm. orange juice, milk, water at the table in the in the morning. Yeah. Never really was a coffee guy. Didn't do it in college. Didn't need it. They say the day will come when you will start becoming a coffee drinker, and that day has come, and I desperately need it. Do you <laughs> in, enjoy in Do you mornings. like it? I didn't used to. It took me a long time to like it. I thought it just tasted like burnt water. Yeah. Um, like bitter. Yes, I did not yeah. like it initially. I do like it now. I found one of those little K-Pods that I yes. like. So. so someday, as with many things as you age, you will become particular about it. And I didn't become particular about it until 
three or four years ago. Like most things, like now you just get to know your tastes better and you get to know the way you like it better. And I'm not too picky. And I think I've said this before, you know, efficiency is my big thing. So <laughs> uh-huh. just want it fast. It, if it tastes good or if I think it tastes good, sure. Yeah. I don't add anything to it. It's just black coffee for me. Okay. So what someone said to me once um, when I was, I was wine tasting in Washington state one time and I was new, I was a new beer drinker at the time. I've kind of worked okay. my way through everything. Okay. And so I met a sommelier, a wine expert that said, you tend to like your coffee. Like you can tell somebody the way you like your coffee and they will be able to accurately tell you what kind of wine you're going to like, what kind of brown liquor or whatever kind of liquor you're going to drink and what kind of beer you're going to like, because it's, you tend to like the same kind of flavor profile. And it usually starts with the way you like your coffee. I like that. And it totally works for me. It's, I am a, I drink coffee black, but with creamer in it. I don't do sugar. And so, because I don't like the bitterness, but I don't like things to be sweet. So, and, and it totally plays out. I do my, I do my wines red and dry. I do yep. French dry wines yep. for the, for that reason, red and white. I do scotch and I do smoky scotch, not peaty scotch. Cause I don't like the flavor of dirt, which is what peaty scotch is. Oh, sure. Um, and then I do like stouts for beer. It's, it's consistently the same thing. And so if you're ever wondering like what kind of path to take, this is me enabling you and into further drinking at 10 or nine in the morning, <laughs> but that's, but it totally, it totally plays out. If you put sugar in your coffee, you tend to like sweeter beers, mm-hmm. sweeter wines. Um, and you're not a brown liquor person. Yeah. I am light roast uh-huh. in the morning, just black coffee. Don't put anything in it. I do like, uh, red dry wine. Okay. And then yeah. as far as, I don't know, I think my, in turn, as far as beer goes, I think my palate has changed. I went and uh, toured the Boulevard yeah. Brewery on Saturday, oh, this cool. last Saturday. Fantastic. Oh, it's if you awesome. haven't done it, go go do it. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Um, and they had us try a bunch of different stuff. But I don't know. I've, I've always been just <laughs> coming out of college. It was always just cheap to get the light beer. Yeah. And then. Not only the cheap light beer, but the terrible cheap light beer. So yeah. it was a lot of natty light in the beginning, but then you you refine and get a little darker. I haven't dipped into the stout IPA range. I don't do as IPAs. Much. Um, there there are a few that we tried at Boulevard that were pretty good. Um, Again, because I don't like the flavor of peat. And therefore, yeah. I also don't like the flavor of hops, which those mm-hmm. two things to me are kind of the same the same corner of the world there when it comes to how mm-hmm. things taste. So I don't like IPAs and that's why I don't like, um, that's why I don't like a lot of, a lot of scotch mm-hmm. that gets mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. dirty. I do like whiskey. I'll say that my dad's a whiskey guy. I'll help got you out. me into it. So feel free. I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. oh, I yeah. worked I, my I way yeah, through you're, that. You're the whiskey. Yeah, I worked my way through that world. Um, abundantly. Yes. Over time. Um, someone just asked, uh, did, did you ever try salt in your coffee grounds? Yes. Um, keep in mind, salt amplifies, salt's an amplifier. It will make stronger anything you put it with. That's the point. And so, yes, I did put salt in my coffee grounds once, and I did it once, and I put too much salt in, and it tasted like salty coffee. And that was disgusting. And I've never done it since then. I've also never met a coffee expert, whatever those people are called, that suggest that. The chemistry makes sense. 
to the extent that I know anything about chemistry, but the chemistry of that makes sense. But no, I've never, I have never done that. But yes, I, I, it can make a difference. I just clearly don't know the ratio that doesn't make it taste like salty, bitter water. Is there a term for a coffee expert, a barista? I don't. Is what I'm seeing on the internet? Is that what it is? I don't know. That's what we call the coffee Coffee people at Starbucks. Okay. Barista, I can go with barista. I can go with barista. Um, Okay. Questions are coming in now. Feel feel free to call. There's a lot going on in the world today. Um, Yeah. Is that what it is? Oh, yeah, no. I I saw it. You, you mentioned the text line. They mentioned the Boulevard Whiskey Barrel stat. It's that great. was That was good. That was yeah. one that we tried on Saturday. Yeah, and we have plenty to get to today. We're going to get into the latest out of the fight. I'm going to call it the fight now between John Sherman and the property owners in the Crossroads District because it's becoming quite the fight. And he made some comments that we'll get to. We'll talk about the move over long Kansas being proposed. We're working to get somebody on. Um, There's a proposal in Missouri suggesting that school districts that don't adequately report bullying lose funding. We have plenty to get to today, and, and we certainly will get there. But some of you are asking questions that we can certainly talk about as well. No, I have never tried the AeroPress to 1594. It's the next thing for me. I've done pour over. I've got the French press. To me, the pour over takes too long. I've got the mocha pot. AeroPress to me is the next is the next thing that I will get into. It looks like a slap point. chop. What is this thing? What's a slap chop? Vince, the ShamWow guy. What? Who also did a bunch of other infomercials. You know what the slap chop is? No, but now I got to look it up. Ooh, I'll, I got to find the audio. Hold on, it looks like, so you put oh. your, your little vegetables in yeah. and then you just slap it and it chops everything up. Well, I didn't know that that's what that's called. That's what I have that. We've talked about this. Yeah, I don't know. About that long ago. I've never heard of an AeroPress. I don't know what that oh, is. Oh, look up AeroPress. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah. AeroPress I will do next. I have done cinnamon and coffee for those, for somebody who just asked. Somebody asked about, um... The coffee to water ratio in my French press. I'm not that scientific about it. I know that I like really strong coffee. <laughs> I, I, I do everything wrong. This is where I break all the rules. It's not, for those who don't know what a French press is, um, it's a, uh, you put the grounds, it's a kettle basically, but it doesn't have a heating element in it. You put the grounds in the bottom, you add water to the top, and then you let it sit and there's a plunger. And that's how you make sure you don't get the, the grounds in it. This looks too complicated. It's really not. The AeroPress, it's I, really not that I bad. I bet it's not. And the French press is probably not as kind of, What is... And some the Mocha Pot's super easy. Though. What, it, it looks like a contraption out of Willy Wonka. The Mocha Pot is like... It's just a percolator. I'm looking at this Belgian luxury royal family balancing siphon coffee maker. That sounds expensive. It's $150. Yeah, and that's... I'm not doing that. My French <laughs> no press was way. like $15, and it'll last forever, except for the one that was glass that I broke. Now so I have how, a uh, It's why one. I like my Keurig. It's... it's you, you put it in, the buttons flash, and then boop, done. It's not strong enough. And if you... Phone lines are ringing. Feel free to get in here if you want. Um, So with the French press, you're supposed to do water that is not boiling. Well, I just boil mine in a kettle, so my water's too hot. You're only supposed to leave it in there... I think for like six or seven minutes. I leave mine in until I remember to go get it. 15, 20 minutes, whatever it happens to be. And I probably put way too much coffee in for the amount of water that's in there. I like my coffee strong. How so long, don't ask me how long does the right it take way to, do to it. heat everything up? Like what is the, the process there for the machine itself? The all-in time yeah. on the French press? Too long because my <laughs> issue is 
My issue is that the nice thing about a regular coffee pot is that you can set it the night before. With French press, we've ta- um, people have said they have just made it the night before and drank it the next morning. I've done that. But, I don't, but you do have to wait for your water to get hot and then pour the hot water in and you got to wait like 10 minutes. Okay. But yeah. in that time, I do, like I stretch in the morning and I take my little foam roller. Or I get, like there's a, there's a routine to it sure. in the morning. My Keurig so. works decently quick. I'll just stand there and look at it for a minute and think of every bad thing that's ever happened to me at 5.45 in the morning as I wait for my coffee to, to brew. Somebody just asked, is the AeroPress similar to the French press? No. Not at all. It's nothing like it. Um, and I'll look it up and so that I can explain it more. We're getting phone calls, text in. Um, coming up, still to come this hour, we'll talk about the latest fundraising um, for the victim of the rally shooting. We'll also talk about the guy who is in every picture associated with that shooting, who did not do anything associated with the shooting, and yet uh, people are associating him with that when they shouldn't be. We'll get to your calls. We'll get to your texts coming up next here on KMBZ. Colin found the Coffee House playlist on Spotify. This is going to be a mellow. It's the first song on the, on be the playlist. I don't mind. I don't mind this either. This is this is not a bad way to go here. Uh, real quick, we'll get to your calls. I just wanted to update really quickly. Um, the Board of Police Commissioners uh, met or started meeting at 9 o'clock this morning. And KCBD Chief Stacy Graves is giving an update on the investigation into the shooting at last week's rally. Uh, there's not much coming out of it so far. I'm following Cameron Taylor uh, from Channel 41. Chief Graves said it is still a very active investigation and they will keep working until everyone who may have played a role is caught. Um, I'm waiting to see how much they end up talking about preparations for future events like this. There's been some criticism, although not super specific, about how prepared law enforcement were for something like this to go wrong. So I'm just following this on Twitter and we'll let you know what else we, uh, what else we happen to find out. Okay. Um, yes, we're all very caffeinated today. The AeroPress, real quick for those who don't, uh, somebody was asking what the AeroPress is. Number one, it's expensive. 40 bucks is the highest rated one on Amazon. And it's, you put the, co- um, it's like a big syringe, a very, very big syringe that fits eight ounces of water in it or 10 ounces of water in it for coffee. You put the coffee in, you put the water in, and you squeeze it out. I'm not using very good verbiage for it, but that's basically what it is. And it takes the bitterness out, allegedly. I don't have one, but that's that's what that is. All right, Melissa's called us up at a KC. Hey, Melissa. Hi, good morning. I was going to let you know that a standard salt shaker, if it's not coming out super fast, a couple shakes into your basket of coffee before you brew it, and then also, or just a pinch between, you know, two of your fingers would work also. I used way more than that. Yeah. It really makes <laughs> I did it very taste, wrong. It makes coffee taste really, really good if you do not use too much. It makes it, it enhances it really wonderfully. Okay. Good to so, know. Melissa, is it just the, the table shaker salt or are you using like the flaky, the bigger um, chunks? No, just table salt. Okay. And uh, yeah, go ahead and try it again. I shall. I wonder what it's going to do to my French press. And thanks a lot for the call, Melissa. I'll, I'll, um, I'll give it a try again. But I feel like I've kind of got it down with the French press, and I don't want to mess with it. I'm always learning. I'll, I'll give much. it a try. You try it first. You can't do it with a Keurig, though. Oh, you can't do it with a Keurig. No. Yes, I won't. Then never mind. No, I'll try. I'll, I'll try <laughs> it, and I'll, uh, and I'll pass one on to you. All right. Thanks everybody for getting in here. I'm just laughing because somebody texted in. Have I ever tried? 
Hershey's squirt chocolate in coffee. And I'm laughing at the word squirt. I don't know what that, I don't know what we're supposed to call that, but the bottle, I guess, I guess it does squirt out, but that's a weird word to associate with that process. Accurate. I think. Thank you for making me laugh though. That was pretty funny. Okay. Um, there are some updates to get to here, uh, coming out of the rally and the shooting last week. And I want to, um, gosh, there's so many updates to get to here. So the first thing I want to mention is that, um, the memorial and the GoFundMe for Elizabeth Lopez Galvin. Uh, it is up to $361,000, almost $362,000. The goal is $75,000. What's been really cool to see is the number of groups that are, and this isn't the only fund for her or for those that were affected. United Way's got one set up and uh, the chiefs keep talking about them too. And there are a lot of them out there and, and a lot of resources that are going into it. But Radio stations are coming together also because she was um, a pretty major presence in local radio. And so local radio stations, including us, are coming together also to try to make sure that we're drawing attention to that fund. Um, Again, it's up to $362,000. 23 radio stations coming together. If you see it, you'll see a lot of radio stations that you recognize. Again, she was uh, 43 years old, Lisa Lopez Galvin. They put a different name at the top, but that's her. So you can see that that's up and it's super cool to see that that number has reached so high. I think we have time here that we will go ahead and play. So generally the new heights podcast from uh, Jason and Travis Kelsey comes out on Wednesdays, but what they did was they released, I don't know if it was last night or this morning, but they released about a minute and a half of them addressing what happened at the rally and the ways to give. And this is how it sounded. Attention 92 percenters. We, um, we have a pre-recorded episode for you guys coming up on Wednesday, but um, after the tragic events of the Super Bowl parade in Kansas City, um, it didn't feel right without you guys hearing from us first. We just wanted to say, you know, our hearts go out to all of the victims, their families, Chiefs Kingdom, and really all of Kansas City uh, that was really there on a day to try and celebrate the community. And um, it's unfortunate and, and deeply tragic. The events that occurred. Um, so, you know, we also want to thank the local law enforcement that sprang into action, the first responders on scene, um, and anybody that's uh, uh, been willing to help uh, those affected by this tragedy. We'll share a link to donate to the Chief's Emergency Response Fund in our bio. Your donation goes to supporting victims and their families, um, violence prevention, and uh, mental health services and the first responders. One of the things that's evident is how much Kansas City is coming together and rallying around the people that have been affected by this. And, uh, you know, one of the beautiful things that we have in doing this podcast is a wonderful community out there. Uh, The 92 percenters, everybody that watches this show, we're still figuring out a way for us to be involved. And obviously you can donate to these links right now, uh, but we plan on doing something in the future. We're trying to get that situated right now, have some ideas, but uh, just make sure you, you're you're following and we'll be telling you guys in ways that we're going to try and get involved 92 percent as we appreciate you kansas city and chiefs kingdom we love you guys we're with you guys um and we'll see you guys soon so we'll see what else they have to say i don't know exactly what day they record the new heights podcast but it usually comes out on wednesdays it'll also be interesting to see because they make it pretty clear if you look up the description of that podcast that it's during football season 
So I don't know how much they'll do in the offseason, but we'll see what they have to say about that uh, coming up tomorrow. So, again, if you go to our website, you'll see the link there, um, and you'll you'll find the link to the GoFundMe all over the place, but uh, do what you can for that family as well. All right, we'll take a break here. Coming up, I want to talk a little bit more about the guy, and, and we've tried to get him on the air too, and he's given a lot of interviews. We know him as the man in the red outfit, the red sweatsuit or whatever it was, that was pictured sitting on the ground handcuffed. I don't know why so many people want to associate him with the shooting, but he's having to do a lot of work to try to clear his name when he didn't really do it. He didn't do anything wrong associated with that shooting. We'll talk more about that next year on KMBZ. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Happy to have you back with us here on this Tuesday. Uh, there has been a ton of financial news out just this morning. Uh, we saw the story about how Capital One is buying Discover. That would make it as one bank, one of the biggest banks that we've got. A ton of other news today about jobs, mortgage rates going up. We've got companies that are cutting costs. And to help give us some insight uh, is economist Chris Keel from Armada Corporate Intelligence. Chris, we appreciate you coming on kind of at the last minute here. Yeah, no problem. Thanks a bunch. Okay, tell me about this merger, this deal between Capital One and Discover. How big of a deal is it and how significant is this merger? Well, it's significant that it isn't. I mean, you're seeing a lot of consolidation in the financial sector. And what it comes down to is that the credit card companies are doing the same thing everybody else is doing, which is trying to maximize their reach and take advantage of economies of scale and all that good stuff that comes with mergers and acquisitions. I don't think it's going to have a big impact on the consumer. There's still alternatives um, to who's got control of your, your credit card. So it's not likely to have much of an impact on competitiveness. Um, it just means that there's going to be maybe one less player uh, in the in the firmament, but you're seeing a lot of it in bank consolidation. You're just seeing a lot of the financial sector 
just trying to be more efficient, um, more technological, taking advantage of all the different innovations as far as, as consumer credit is concerned. The big issue is that we have a lot of it. I mean, we're currently sitting at about $7 trillion in credit card debt collectively and about $20 trillion in overall debt. So <clears throat> whoever we're using, Capital One or Discover, we're using it a lot. I have to be honest. Um, I use a lot of credit cards to my advantage. I'm one of those people that pays them off every two weeks and takes advantage of the points and miles and I never carry a balance and that kind of thing. A Capital One comes up a lot when I look. I don't know of anybody that talks about having a Discover card. It's relatively rare. They were making a run at it a few years back trying to compete with Visa and MasterCard and all the others. And they've always struggled to kind of break into that upper tier. And I think this is kind of an acknowledgement of that, that, that they're definitely behind the bigger players. But, I mean, there's a lot of people that, that carry multiple credit cards. I mean, they're going to have whatever they have in order to take advantage of whatever their offers they're they're doing, looking for better rates or, you know, maybe it's because I kind of do the same thing. I use my card for business purposes and it's one of those rewards cards. So periodically I replace my laptop. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Gosh. Yeah. We could spend all day talking about it and I won't, uh, I won't, but but I, I find it fascinating. And so one of the things I'm curious about then I looked this morning at the list of the biggest banks and I'm like, yep, I've got that card and I've got that card and Chase is mm-hmm. on that list and U.S. Bank is on that list and Citibank is on there. One of the things I look for when I get a credit card is what kind of sign-up bonus they're offering. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. one has to assume that with fewer credit card companies, there will be less competition and less of a need to offer those. Well, a little bit, uh, but honestly, what they're trying to do is get people to add a credit card. So, you'll still have those signing bonuses because even though you and I pay them off and and don't seemingly make any money for the credit card people, they're making money off the merchants that we use. I mean, I use the majority of my credit card for my travel. So my airline tickets and hotels and all that stuff, well, the credit card company isn't making any money off me, but they're making it off the hotels and the airport and all that stuff. So it's it's just enticing people to keep as much plastic around as possible, right? <laughs> so, which is usually not a big big challenge with the U.S. It's like, wait a minute, I'm not broke. I can pay my visa with my Mastercard. Right. You mentioned seven trillion dollars in credit card debt. Mm-hmm. I assume that number is going up. And what's driving mm-hmm. it? Well, it's basically people that are keeping up on whatever their spending habits were, even if they're dealing with inflation, even if they're dealing with with an interruption in some of their income. The bottom line is, is that we're still looking at very, very low unemployment rates. So people are still employed. As long as they're employed, they don't really take a good look at what their month-to-month expenses are. They're just kind of like, well, I can afford the minimum payment. I can afford whatever I'm doing, and I'm confident in my job, so I'm just going to keep spending. And an awful lot of credit card use also is convenient. I mean, people don't carry much cash anymore. Right. A lot of the merchants really don't know what to do with cash. And so people just get in the habit of, particularly when you're doing all the self-serve stuff and, and well, you know, you go to a 
kiosk at an airport, and it's like you can either stand in line or just use the self-checkout, which requires a card. Speaking of jobs, uh, there were a couple of different stories this morning that to me were a little concerning when it comes to jobs. One was there was a report, I think it was out of CNBC, about how 2024 will be the year of companies cutting costs, and you just wonder how exactly they're going to do that. I want to talk about that, and then I want to talk about AI, which has been in the back of my mind for a while about what jobs AI is going to be replacing. But right. are you seeing companies looking at cutting costs, I guess, more than usual this year? Well, they are, but they're probably not going to be able to do much when it comes to labor because the labor shortage is still extremely acute. I mean, I'm at a conference today where everybody was saying we cannot find people. If we find them, we have to poach them from somebody else, and, and then we have to hope that we don't lose our own people to poaching. So it's unlikely that you'll see a lot of layoff activity or companies cutting costs when it comes to labor. What they are doing is trying to figure out how to use technology to make up for that worker shortage. So as they're experiencing attrition, they're getting their older workers retiring, they can't find replacements. And so they're looking at using technology. AI is certainly playing a role in that. AI is just now kind of emerging from the toy status to something more substantial. I mean, at first it was like, wow, I can write a term paper with my AI program. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, okay, what routine task can I assign AI? The more that we start to look at it, we realize some of the limitations. I mean, the biggest limitation is AI can only function on the basis of what has happened. So it's past looking. It doesn't look forward. Mm -hmm. So when you get something that's unusual, AI is going to struggle because it doesn't have a history to go back to. But it's certainly going to have an impact on clerical type of material. Accountants are going to use it not to replace accountants, but what will happen is that what used to take four accountants will take one because they can use AI to do the routine stuff. And we'll probably see a lot more of it in manufacturing. It's kind of an efficiency tool, Mm -hmm. looking at what's going on in the plant and saying, well, if you did it this way, that would be cheaper. And if you did it that way. So it's, it's not doing anything that companies don't already do, but it does it a whole lot faster. And that makes people more inclined to use it. So my experience in working in radio my entire adult life is that generally When we have found ways for technology to do a job where you don't Mm -hmm. need a person to do it, the person never comes back. You figure out a way for technology to do it, and that job never returns. Is that how it's going to work with the AI? It's probably probably going to see a lot of people either forced out of certain jobs or pivoting. Um, Given the fact that you've got AI coming at the same time that there's worker shortage, what is beginning to happen more frequently is retraining where the company doesn't want to lose that employee because they still need them, but they're going to redefine what they do and take the routine part out and have them do the stuff that isn't routine. And some people will adapt to it, some won't. I mean, I just got through going through a big conference around credit management, and AI is going to do a lot of that routine stuff, but it frees up the credit manager to do the more difficult stuff. And... So from their perspective, it may 
replace some of the lower level credit managers, but it will put more emphasis on the higher level credit managers because they won't have to mess with the routine stuff. Companies are going to do a lot of experimenting with AI. Some will like it, some won't, uh, and, and it will be a tool similar to the kind of conversation we've had when cell phones came in or when computers came in. I mean, when they first arrived, it was like, oh, they're going to replace everybody. Well, no, yeah. they'll replace a lot, but we'll kind of adapt. It is incumbent upon people, as it has been for 10, 20 years now, to constantly be reinventing themselves. You know, it's like what you did for a living 10 years ago is probably not what you're doing now. And it probably isn't what you're going to be doing 10 years from now. We're talking with Chris Keel, economist from Armada Corporate Intelligence. I want to shift gears here for a second and talk about mortgage rates and mm-hmm. real estate. Um, I'm sniffing around at houses, as I do every so often. And in the span of a week, the interest rate that I was going to be able to get for a loan went from a little over 6% up to 7%. Mm-hmm. What's driving rates? Well, you're seeing a lot of ferment in the housing sector because you're starting to see some demand come back, and that has allowed some of the rates to come back up. Plus, there's a lot of kind of cautionary speculation. Everybody assumes, and probably correctly, that the Fed will lower rates by some amount by the end of the year. So a lot of companies, a lot of potential buyers of homes or anything else are kind of waiting to see what happens when that happens. So they're assuming that there's going to be a little bit of a decline in in loan rates, mortgage rates, and they're right. The timing is the critical part. In the meantime, you'll have people that really can't wait for whatever reason, and therefore they're going to be paying slightly higher rates as companies, frankly, take advantage of the fact that they have to move faster. I mean, you've got people who get transferred and they've got to buy a house and all that stuff. But in general, the single-family market has started to come back a little bit, and the multifamily market is beginning to diversify. It had been really focused on upper-end apartments, and now it's beginning to broaden just a little bit. But it depends entirely on the area. Like real estate has always been location, location, location. Yeah. In fact, I'm seeing stories now um, encouraging people, saying it's, it's a good time to rent. In that fight mm-hmm. between getting a mortgage or renting, you know, rental rates were up too because there right. was there was just a fight for where people were going to live. And now right. there are stories saying, you know, you might be better off renting for a while. Yeah. I mean, it really depends on, on the, the lifestyle. It's like people make those decisions kind of based on where they are in life. I mean, if you're pretty flexible and you can move anywhere you want, even change cities, renting makes a great deal of sense because you haven't settled down yet. Then all of a sudden you have kids and it's like, well, I can't really shift out of the school district. I'm pretty well stuck. Maybe I do need to buy. But again, it depends on how secure you feel in the job you're in and if you want to stay in the community. Basically, buying a house is a commitment to job and community. You're like, okay, it's not going to be easy for me to leave now. So I better be sure this is where I want to be. Any financial news that we should be looking ahead to coming up? Well, I think the only real issue is is that interest rate change. We know that there's going to be a change. The question is, is it going to be two or three or four quarter point cuts? Is it going to be third quarter? Is it going to be fourth quarter? 
The Fed reacted a little bit to the inflation numbers last week and said, look, we're not in a hurry to drop rates. I mean, everything looks pretty solid, if it, you know, being honest about it. The unemployment rate's still low. You know, there's still activity in the economy. We're still growing. So we're not facing a recession. We can afford to wait, and they might. I mean, there's certainly enough hawks within the Fed. And if you look at the latest dot plot, they're all over the place. I mean, there are three, four hawks and three or four doves. And and I've never seen a range quite this dramatic because they're all trying to speculate really more what's going to happen in 25 than what happens this year. We will definitely keep our eye on it, as always. Uh, Chris Keel, Armada Corporate Intelligence, we appreciate it. We know you're busy at a conference, so we appreciate you taking the time. (laughs) No problem. Thanks. Thanks a bunch. We'll take a break here. We'll wrap the hour next on KMBZ. Welcome back in here on a Tuesday morning, uh, 913-586-7798. Coming up after 11 o'clock, as things just continue to evolve here, John Lacey of the Overland Park Police Department is going to join us because they just put out uh, a little bit ago a news release about a road rage incident that happened this morning, uh, College Boulevard and Cody Street. And so he's going to join us coming up after 11 o'clock to give us more details on that. It'll also give us a chance to talk more about the, we didn't even get to this yesterday, uh, the road rage incident that happened in Lansing on Saturday night. And I need to look and see if there are more details about this. I haven't seen them. Uh, There wasn't a ton that came out of this, uh, but City of Lansing had put out a Facebook post on Saturday saying that happened on K7 at about 7.40 p.m. And that was reported that several occupants of a car exchanged gunfire with another car as the vehicles were going north on K7. Uh, Police said the suspects have been arrested. I need to look and see if there's an update on. um, There's just not much detail there about how people in two cars end up shooting at each other in a pretty populated area of Lansing. That's Main Street when you go through Lansing there. So um, it gives us a good time to kind of go back to that conversation about road rage and and the problems there. Uh, We will also, in the next hour, talk to Tori Fugate of the KC Pet Project. There was yet another story out this morning about uh, particularly the number of dogs. A lot of times when we're talking about euthanasia, when we're talking about shelters having to do euthanasia with pets, a lot of times it's cats. And there are more and more numbers now of dogs. Now, shelters are just, there's just not enough room, period. There's just not enough room anywhere. So we'll talk to her more about that coming up uh, after 1130 as well. A couple of quick travel-related stories here to get to. Delta Airlines is doing one of the smartest things I have seen an airline do here in a while. So we will have a total solar eclipse coming up in April. Um, there's a week there and you can look online and you can see it. It's We're not going to have the best view here, but there's a line going across the United States where you're going to be able to get a pretty good view. So Delta Airlines, I, I assume some of these flights were scheduled already, but it looks like they've added a couple. Delta Airlines is offering a flight on Monday, April 8th, that goes from Austin, Texas to Detroit, that aims to spend as much time as possible directly within the path of that total solar eclipse so that you can see that at 30,000 feet, which that's the kind of thing like that you you get to do once in your lifetime. You know, Uh, it is Delta Flight 1218. It'll be specifically operated on an A22300 That airplane has extra large windows, and so you'll get a really, really good view of that. Again, this is a Monday. you got to get to Austin first. It departs Austin at 12.15 p.m. Central Time. 
and lands in Detroit at 4.20 p.m. Eastern. So that would be 3.20 p.m. our time. Time to give those on board the best chance of safely viewing the solar eclipse at its peak. Here's the thing about it. I looked on Delta's website before we went on the air this morning. And just that one-way flight right now, again, you got to get to Austin, you got to get home. Just that one-way flight is at about $1,100. One way, $1,100. If you want to do a round trip, Austin to Detroit and back, like Monday to Wednesday, which I assume would be maybe the cheapest way to do it, that is $1,300 round trip. But that's one of those, like the journey is the destination. I would go to Detroit and come right back or drive to Austin or or somehow do that. But um, what an incredible experience to have to be able to see that total solar eclipse at 30,000 feet. Uh, They also have combinations of other flights. If you just look on their website that they say would also give you a pretty good view. Um, There's one that goes from Detroit Metro Airport to Westchester County in New York. There's another one that goes from LAX to Dallas. There's another LAX to San Antonio and Salt Lake City to San Antonio and then Salt Lake City to Austin. That's one of those. That's a lot of money, but that might be worth checking out a little bit, especially if they're they're doing the plane that's got the really, really big windows. So smart of Delta to have done that. And I, I wonder if we're going to see other airlines add those flights to. That's one of those. If you're interested, keep an eye on that because those seats are going to sell out really, really quickly. So pretty cool experience there. All right. Road rage incident in Overland Park. Officer John Lacey of Overland Park Police joins us next here on KMBZ. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.